guys. Welcome to another episode with the Struggling Hunters. You have Eric over here. Hey guys, how's it going? And then on this side, you have me, Joe, and together we're the Struggling Hunters. And we'd like to thank you for tuning in, tuning in to episode 122. And thanks for spending some time with us in the hunting shack tonight. Um, before we get started, I just wanted to ask Eric, uh, which bear is the most condescending? <laughs> I don't know. A panda. <laughs> <laughs> I just was starting with a little tribute to our shorts. Yeah, yeah. Our our dad jokes. Our dad jokes. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should maybe do that on a few a uh, few of these podcasts. Just have a few <laughs> dad jokes on hand to, to open tell. it up with. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so for those of you that that maybe just tuned into us or found us through podcasts or whatnot, and the struggling hunters have started doing uh, little shorts with uh, dad jokes over on the YouTube and the, I guess more of the social media side of things. Yep, and that's been kind of fun. We've been seeing some growth from that, and we've, that's that's you know been a little different, like kind of refreshing in a way to step back and change up from doing podcasts every week to stepping out and you know. A little more practice at filming us, I guess. Yeah, yeah, kind of doing something just outside. I mean, kind of exactly what you said, (laughs) but doing something outside of the podcast and and having fun. That's the biggest thing, I think, is just we've been having fun with it, you know, just kind of for me, it's just one of those mindsets where I'm like, I don't I don't care. I'm just doing it and (laughs) having fun and and. Right, actually, like, kind of, what's that? Because I just want to have fun. (laughs) You just want to have fun, Eric? I just want to have fun. (laughs) Okay, guys, if you haven't picked up on that, um, Eric just wants to have fun. So just throwing that out there. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's on a small little portion of our vlog video that we did a few weeks ago, (laughs) and also I made a short out of it. So I guess that joke kind of came back around a little bit. It did a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, so those shorts has been kind of fun, too, because I feel like it's another way for people to get to see who we are, even though they're kind of, you know, set a little serious. But that's that's a little bit kind of insight into who the struggling hunters are, too. We like to – we'll poke fun at each other when we can. We even do it during the podcast. But oh, yeah. We like to tell jokes or whatnot, too. So Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, that's what it's about is just having fun and – whenever we go out to go out hunting and stuff i mean how often do we get those jokes in or whatever you know right laughs and, and we don't it film serious. it yeah and we don't get it filmed and so i don't know it's kind of nice just kind of showing who we really are as as right as hunters you know i mean yeah when we go out hunting we we take ourselves as if we're like you know the most serious hunters that there is out there and we don't really i mean we do but with cameras never really on when we truly are who we who we are yeah yeah well that uh while it was actually last year i think we were sitting there laughing and i mean uh i don't even know what we were talking about but then the the moo cows came up out of the field that over in utah remember yeah yeah and and uh then that made us crack up even more because i thought it was well i think we were just talking or something but but moo cows came up and i'm like oh oh, oh." grabbed joe and then like it was just moo cows and then we just started laughing about it and i don't know it just kind of what we do i guess whenever right whenever uh whenever it's downtime but we try to catch more of those moments this year whenever we're hunting catch more of those funny fun moments yeah uh sometimes i mean i guess it gets serious like 
I think your first couple days every year for me at least like my first couple days it uh it it gets fun but then uh eventually it it like gets more serious cuz we're not seeing the elk or something you know and yeah. and then we're like a little more serious and like dialed in but anyway yeah it, it's uh not to go too far off into how much fun we have, but just Eric just wants to have fun. Just want to have fun, man. <laughs> but um, no, I was trying to think, you know, uh, trying to get back on topic of the podcast, and you know that kind of we talked a little bit about it last week, but you know that is something you guys you might be able to, we will be able to see a little bit more going down the road is uh, us, you know, maybe getting some more videos in and uh, just. Yeah, showing who we are. So look look forward to some of those. I know we've kind of been trying to mention that over the years, and we seem to always drop it. Or not drop it, but we'd never come back to it. But now we're finally in a spot to where we can actually do something about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about some of these uh, things that we got planned ahead of us. That I really think they'll they'll come. They'll They'll be good. They'll be really good. I'm trying not to give away too much, right, but right. Um, they're going to be pretty good vi- little videos, and and uh, we'll just kind of leave it at that, I guess. You know, and kind of, yeah, leaving it at that and then changing topics. We kind of talked about something last time. I think it was last time we were out shooting the, the bows and, and whatnot. A couple things happened that I thought maybe we can discuss or some ideas that, that we can maybe go rabbit holes to go down. Because I know we're not well versed in everything, but we have enough information tucked away in our heads to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we were talking about uh, bow draw weights, and you know, you asked. I think we've probably talked about it in some of our podcasts. But uh, what do you shoot your bow at? Sixty-five. And I'm at. I think I'm at like fifty-six. Which okay. you know is kind of where it fell. It's not like I wanted to dial into fifty six, but well, mine, mine. I mean, if we're gonna be that nitpicky about where it's at, it could be a little above or a little below. Well, 65. I'm sure it is. Like I don't know. That's the last time I tested mine. That's where I was at, but it wasn't like I was trying to hit fifty six or you know or fifty five. It's just where after I put new cams and new mod, new modulars for the drawstring length and everything. That's where it came to was uh, fifty six. So like I said, I wasn't trying to hit it. And, um, and then you, you, you know, you're like, well, why are you shooting 55? I know you're, you can handle more than that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, whenever you pull back that 55, it, it looks like you're, it looks pretty easy on you, you know? Well, yeah. You know, I, I'm really trying hard though. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really pushing for it. Yeah. And, uh, so there's that, that was going to kind of go down. And then, uh, one of the things that, you know, we kind of, that we ended on with on the last shot of my my uh, arrows was that that one arrow that we kind of watched and like did like a like a um what would you call it a curveball like it just did a, a drop definite drop and we walked up and noticed that the uh fletching on that one was tore a little tore yeah and i wish we had, you know kind of thinking about it i wish I would, we would have went back and uh and shot it one more time just to kind of, you know, like, oh, you know, as like a scientific thing to do and try to confirm, confirm and just learn from it, you know, right? Like, like how much deflect of a torn, uh, fletching really. I mean, I still have the arrow so we can still shoot it, but like during this conversation, all we know is that one, 
the for sure that one fire like it was it was bad and it probably was bad the whole time and we were just caught up shooting that we didn't notice it um because i think i was shooting that whole the the set that we were shooting that fletching was tore so the whole time the whole time and then every time you brought it up that ah, i need to paper tune this uh-huh. that, that was probably the one that you were shooting every time really noticed it yeah. the worst yeah, yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so i thought maybe like uh and then of course we you know if we had have time we can maybe go down the rabbit hole of uh of of uh arrowhead weight oh yeah because uh so like with that being said what is there one of the two i mean i I guess we kind of already talked about the fletching one but do you want to go down draw weight a little bit more in particular as to to the if ands and buts and the why is and the whatnots um yeah we could do a little bit of draw weight uh i mean you're really testing my well i guess knowledge but i I guess like my thought was i'd kind of explain you know why i'm kind of at that draw weight of mine right now um it is a newer bow to me and uh and i've only had it since i think uh, sometime last year in 2021 and uh i had to had to buy new uh roller god what do you call them the wheels new wheels and stuff for it they were bent and oh the uh the cams the cams yeah that's what it is and uh but anyway you know so finally shooting it and i've only i only put it at 55 for two reasons is one i'm just getting used to the bow um two um i haven't played with any more draw weight and there's kind of kind of a couple ideas or thoughts behind that and one of them one of them is the fact that uh and when i have an elk coming in i don't have to make any big movements to pull my bow back like i know i can draw back 55 pounds right right and i know i can probably draw back more but you know trying to conceal myself and staying used and getting used to the bow i just figured this year i'll stay at like the easy draw weight right uh so last year whenever i got my entry bow and i was i was shooting it i set mine up for 55 also for the first little while Uh and i went into uh i went and did a 3d target and i was pretty comfortable at 55 and and i was kind of doing the same thing just wanted to get used to my bow and and turn it up a little bit at a time and the one thing that irritated me was when i started getting longer distance for uh-huh. some i noticed the the guys that i was shooting with were all 65 70 pound bows okay. were shooting that and when i'd shoot mine or when they'd shoot theirs their theirs would go like to the target if it was a 60 yarder let's say okay. now there's a couple there's a couple things that i might have been doing wrong i might have been judging that it was uh 40 yards away whenever it's really like a 50 yards away or 60 yards away um i could have been doing that because we we didn't have uh a range finders with us we gotcha. uh that was kind of that was kind of the course rules is is uh learning lo- trying to uh, trying to learn your distance distance yeah. yeah it was it was actually it was i was glad because i well <laughs> i didn't have a range finder anyway but <laughs> but uh it was kind of nice to try to test that knowledge anyway and so, see where you'd hit exactly yeah. so so there is a caveat there where i might have been just on the wrong pen but 
on a few of those shots, mine would always like fall short. And so I was blaming it on the fact that my draw weight was, was a little light. Gotcha. And it wasn't, it just wasn't giving it that extra little oomph to get there. So, so I got home and, and on that bow, I turned it up uh, like 68 pounds or whatever that pretty much maxed it out. Uh And, uh, and started shooting from there and and then uh on that bow i tested it out at 60 yards i think was my furthest pin yeah i think it was 60 so i was testing it out at 60 and and i was hitting target and and i was pretty pretty happy with it you know right and uh and so whenever i got this bow the the guy that i bought it from i just had him set it up right away at 65 Mm -hmm. uh just because i felt confident that i would get okay get good with it and right and get it dialed in for for me so so that's kind of my theory behind why i like to turn it up uh is because i think it does kind of help promote the arrow to get out there right i could be i mean somebody no, out there like could you'd... totally throw me tell me how wrong i am but that's just what it felt like to me yeah well you know the velocity and all that like you know that you got a faster faster arrow going down um down range and depending on your bullet weight and stuff too you know you got more foot pounds or kinetic energy and stuff that's hitting the elk and that all makes sense you know and i guess yeah and i kind of man it's crazy how like and you know what you can actually study this stuff and go down some rabbit holes and get lost and i think that's the other thing that i'm trying not to do is get lost and keeping it simple keeping it simple Simple stupid is kind of the best yeah. sometimes. You just want to kiss it, you know, <laughs> just yeah. keep it simple, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, keep it simple, stupid, yep, yep. <laughs> so that's, you know, like you get going bullet weights and, God, you know, you get, you lose your speed a little bit, but then you're carrying, you know, the heavier bullet weight, but then you're carrying more um, foot uh, kinetic energy to it hits harder. But then, you know, like there's a certain point that where that kind of goes away. And, man, you know, you really – Oh yeah, and then your arrows and the, the yeah, FOC. Uh, the, yeah, the FOC, the front and center. <laughs> the uh uh what's the other one? The spline. Oh the, yeah, the spline the, strength. Yep, and I mean it, uh it it gets kind of outrageous sometimes. Whenever right. you just you know, uh I know there's some people that love going down those rabbit holes, but for me it's like can I just shoot my arrow and <laughs> make it go where it goes? But I, but I, uh, I say that, but I kind of, I like to go down those rabbit holes a little bit and try to learn as much as I can. Uh, hopefully, in the next few years, keep going down those rabbit holes, and then I'll get good enough to be able right. to start teaching or, well, or preaching about it. Yeah, and that's like one of the things too is like you know, like anything in life, you want to be better at something, and you want to be better at it now, right? Like, oh, hundred percent. Like you know, the whole like thing with struggling hunters is you know, like that's. You know, yeah, we want to be better at it now, but the truth behind it is that you got to struggle, kind of in life, no matter what you do, till you get better at it. And uh, man, it, you know, like we've—I know we've kind of said it over the last couple podcasts too, beating a dead horse, but we've improved so much as far as like bow knowledge, um, elk knowledge, and or deer knowledge over the last two years, as, as we've been focusing on trying to become better, better hunters and. Um, you know, anyways, I mean, there's still a long ways to go and a lot to learn. 
Yeah. Well, something that I'd like to build off of that is I think we kind of have to give ourselves a little bit of credit because you know how many people out there that you said it yourself, like trying to get good and stuff. And we've, we put ourselves out there and was like, yeah, we're not really good at some <laughs> of this stuff or whatever, you know, and, and uh, just putting ourselves out there in the first place. Cause that's the hardest thing to do is I've, I know people that, you know, didn't ever want to do anything like go to a, um, an archery shoot or something. Right. Cause they were like, well, you know, I just, I don't know if I'm good enough. And it's like, a lot of the other people out there probably ain't good enough either, but they're just going out there because it's about the community and having fun. And, and you know, you just got to put yourself out there sometimes or you'll never get going. Same thing with us doing the YouTube stuff. I mean, we weren't professional YouTubers. We, no. You know, we – I mean, we, we barely even knew how to turn on a camera, <laughs> uh, you know, right. at, it feels like. And, and we've been learning as we go, and we're just putting ourselves out there. And it's, you know – it, it could be, it's humbling to a point and and uh you know it's not always fun putting yourself out there because you know you'll get a little critique but yeah i mean if you don't then you'll never start so you know my advice is, is always put yourself out there always <laughs> always just uh just go for it you know because it's it's your life it's one life so might as well make the most of it while, you, while it's here right yeah true i'd rather i'd rather I'd rather try and fail than regret that I never tried. And <laughs> I think about that quote quite often. Do you? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right, uh, how, how do you want me to take it from there? <laughs> I don't know. Do you, <laughs> you, want, you want me just to backtrack and circle well, back around? Well, do you want to go on to uh, to to the tip weights? Oh. Or, I mean, do you want to talk about that or? I guess we can. I mean, not that I don't really have anything too deep to go down other than the fact of, you know, like it it affects everything. Well, I was thinking, um, because we run different tip weights and I was thinking that might play a difference in like my experience at 55 pounds and your experience. Cause I, a lot of it was because I can't remember what YouTube channel I seen it on, but I, wa- I was watching a YouTube channel and they're like, with elk, you want to run a, a 125 grain because it has that extra kinetic energy, right. that extra oomph that help it go through the animal. So I I bought in on that yeah. and, and I just I just went with it. And, and so I always, I started out with 125 and I've just pretty much just stayed with it. Yeah, that makes a lot. I mean, that makes sense. And, you know, talking about choices and how that affects you. And as I've been thinking about it, I'm at 100. And I've been I at 100, what is it? Grains. Grains. And uh, I've stuck at that because I am shooting, a, you know, at a lighter weight. And uh, I'm trying to give my bow kind of as much chance as it can get. And I figure, you know, the lighter. And I know it's a little, I know it's lighter. I'm losing some kinetic energy or what you know like whatever the scientific words are in there but i i feel like you know my my arrow is going to fling faster and go just a little bit further being that i'm shooting a lighter weight and i think that might have some truth behind it whenever it comes to trying to get out there to the 60 and 70 yards right so well and that was the other interesting thing is we we're shooting what was it two or three weeks ago and uh we're shooting the same target and you're now granted so there's two two things eric's bow draw weight's heavier and he's shooting heavier arrows 
but his uh, his arrows were penetrating further through the target than my mine was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think think that's what it is. Just heavier draw weight and and the yeah heavier uh, field tip. Right. And you know, like then, man, you're trying to find that that balance, and and I guess that's where it's kind of fun in in a way, you know, is you find what works for you, and then you just stick to it, and that's all that matters, you know. Like, yeah, Eric can give me crap by shooting lighter things, but you know, if I can give him crap for shooting heavier or whatever, but it goes both ways. But yeah. that's where we're at, and that's well, what we're gonna do. Yeah, and and I wasn't trying to really give you too no. much crap about and it, I was, but I just could tell, like, because Joe's. I mean, I'm not trying. I don't want to give you too much of a big head or anything, but he's he's a pretty strong guy. And whenever he was pulling that 55 back, I'm like, man, it looks kind of easy for him. <laughs> so, you know, I just kind of brought it up. But so I, I want to say too, I think I mentioned it to you. Like I just it, when I was looking at bows and going to the stores and trying them out, and a couple of the like the shop hands, if you will, that would be like. Uh, that bow's set at like 65 or 55. Are you sure you can handle that? <laughs> I'll be like, all right, little man. <laughs> what do I look like here? I'm bigger than you are. <laughs> uh, that's a, yeah, that's a tough one. That, well, I mean, not for you, but I'm just saying, uh, especially whenever they're, they're tinier than you, they're like, can you handle that? I'm sure I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you want to make sure that if you know you you can pull that 55 pound bow back and you'd be able to hunt with it. Got it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say though, there is probably a lot of people that, you know, guys, I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're the worst on it is true. Always, always want, you know, Oh, 70 pounds. I'll try to make it go 75 or right. You know, right. 125. Uh, if a little bit's good. A lot's better. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, I have a little bit of it, but I try True. not to, I try not True. to, but I, but I definitely, but that's where that's where, like, I guess that's kind of going back to my comment that I was making earlier is that you find what works for you and then you just, you, you, you make that work. Like, you know, uh, people shooting recurve bows that have a 45 or 50 pound draw length and, you know, they don't have the let off or nothing on it, but yet they're still getting clean pass-throughs I, I don't know exactly what their their tip weight is but you know they're getting clear clean pass-throughs there through the elk so it's not like you need the ultimate 150 pound bow to kill an elk because what i'm getting at here too is if you're shooting 45 50 pounds like that's sufficient yeah well speaking of that ted nugent he uh i think he was on meat eater i can't remember if he was on meat eater or joe rogan but i remember listening to his one of his podcasts and he was talking about his, I think it was meat eater, but he was talking about his uh, wife killing plenty of deer at 35 pounds. So because he was, well, what he was ragging on and it it might've even been lower. It might've been 30 pounds or 20. Anyway, uh, I want to say most or not most state or not all States, but there's some States that have a minimum draw weight for, for their state. Yeah. And he was saying like, you know, it's ridiculous because he's seen it with his own eyes that, you know, whatever it was, 30 drop, 30 pound draw weight was, was killing deer. Yeah. You know, his right. wife has killed many deer at, at whatever she pulls it back at. So, um, you know, he, he was kind of a proponent of with him getting older and stuff too. Uh, he was kind of 
promoting the idea that you don't need all that right let you, off or all that that weight weight behind the arrow yeah throwing it down down range and i think he has a point too like i i'm not arguing him i think he has a point right and the other thing too to think about um is like you know we kind of brought up uh, the let off and then as your draw weight goes up your let off goes up goes up too right mm-hmm. like, so you still you, your draw weight goes up you're still got a let off but you're holding more than you were at the lighter weight that's one of the things that, as I was sitting there thinking about, it'd be interesting to do. You know, man, it's kind of a lot of work, but maybe we can do it between the, the two bows. Um, see how long you can hold back the 55-pound draw um, let off. Or I can't remember what the let off is, but the 55-pound draw. And then the, you know, 65. You know, that's just the other thing, too. Like, you know, so the heavier the bow, the, the shorter amount of time you're going to be able to hold it there. Mm-hmm. until you let let the arrow go down the lighter so you know that's another thought too behind all that is you know you want to can't how long can you hold it or pull it back and hold it there until you have to let it go because so i not that i've had too many opportunities i'm wanting more opportunities but you know getting those situations to where you pull your bow back and whatever you're hunting steps behind a tree log bush and then you don't have a shot and then mm-hmm. you're stuck in the position of holding your bow back until you get a shot or you just, you know, you, you have an opportunity and you don't anymore and you acknowledge that. And then you're, I mean, and so I guess what I'm getting at too is if you're in a situation to where you pull the bow back, that elk's close enough to notice you. Yeah. And so if you have to let it go to release, to not release the arrow, but to let off and reposition goes a bad shot more than likely you're going to scare the elk because he's going to be close enough to see that movement. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if I have much more to add to that really because, <laughs> I mean. But, I mean, that's just like the – I just getting back kind of in the logic of why my bow set up too additional to where it's setting at right now. Right. Well, and, I mean, it's working for you right now. You're hitting pretty good groups and – and I mean, everything's working, so why right. change it up right now? And we're way too close to change it up, even right true, now, anyway. True. But, um, but maybe after this hunt season, we can dial it, it up a little bit, yeah, yeah, because I think it, it does benefit. You know, it would be nice to have a little bit more power behind it, throwing the arrow down range, right? Right, well, and which we got to do this n- next week or something is, is maybe try to fling a little bit further. Yeah, and test that out and see see how they're hitting. Uh, we did we did a while back, or I guess it's I think it's, it's been, been a while, but a month or two, yeah. But you were hitting pretty good at. I can't remember. We, what we were, were at forty five or fifty, I think forty, maybe 40. forty. But you were hitting pretty good at forty. Yeah, I want to get I want to get the you out there too. Now that we have your bow, kind of setting better, setting dialed in a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I know that bow shoots good. I mean, well, it's shooting a lot better now, but I know, you know, uh, when we did that at the 40, I was off that day and, and we talked about it last podcast, but I've fixed a couple things and I think we got it figured out. So I'm pretty confident that it'll hit that again. Cause when the guy that owned it before I owned it, I shot it and I mean, it was, it was a great bow, you know? Right. So, so, um, Anyways, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be excited to see what I can do at forty and fifty. Yeah, me too. And maybe sixty. Yeah, 
So, uh, well, with that said, Joe, uh, are you excited to get out your your uh, spotting scope? Yes, I am. I want to go look. For, I want to go look for some deer. I can't wait to spend yeah. some time looking for deer. Yeah. Well, we'll probably use it. We'll probably use it during elk hunting too. I'm sure. I mean, so where we're going, I know it's pretty, pretty uh, uh, brushy or right. pretty thick. But, right. But we could always go out there to the other area where we hunted a few years ago, where this. Oh salt. yeah. We go out there and see what we can. It'd be interesting to go back over the during the ar- archery season and not rifle. I think we should. I think but so with too. that said, do you got uh, any last thoughts? Nope. Perfect. Well, guys, hey, thanks for another episode 122. Thanks for all the support that you guys have been giving us. If you're a new listener, uh, thank you for checking us out. We really appreciate everything that you guys have been uh, doing for us. Remember to give us a like, a subscribe. Go over to the to the podcast portion. If you travel for work or whatnot, it'd be a great listen for, for a little while on your travel to work. Thank you guys for supporting us. We are the Struggling Hunters, and we are out of here. See ya.